were the very last of the resistance. We need Luke Skywalker. I'm not coming back. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. That was a cheap move. Welcome to the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. It is March 21st, 2018, and we're talking Last Jedi Deleted Scenes. Check out our sponsor, SkywardFunSupply.com, from Funko Pops to three and three quarter inch figures and all the way to six inch black series. SkywardFunSupply.com is your home for Star Wars toys. My name is Zach Weber. Tonight, I am joined by Mark. Hello, everyone. Zanger. And now, young Skywalker, you will die. And returning once again from the netherworld of the Force, straight from the tree on Dagobah, welcome back to the show, Force Ghost Jim. Evening, everybody. Good to be back. Uh, yes. Drinking, drinking another cider. No, 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 no. Okay, I, I, I will show you guys what I'm drinking tonight, and I don't know why I keep drinking during these, but... um. In honor of it being the first full day of spring and the fact that I had to dig my car out and deal with this stupid weather, I am drinking Sam Adams Cold Snap out of my hoth mug. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ring in spring by having a freaking cold snap because that's what Mother Nature decided to do to me today. So topic at hand, deleted scenes. So we all watch the deleted scenes, except for Zanger, because he is a very bad student. I'm watching him now. Well, see, you're the kind of kid doing his homework quick while the teacher's, like, checking it over everybody's shoulder. You're, like, really quick scribbling it down. It's like, okay, the teacher won't notice if I do it really fast. Dang right I am. So much scribbling right now. So much. All right, so do we want to take it from the top, or is there a specific... I think, overall, do we just want to say what we thought about these deleted scenes, or... Well, that's the thing. I mean, I don't know if we all watch the same cuts of them because the mine are kind of going in the order of the movie, yeah, like where they would have been. Yeah, I, I, I watched uh, from that link that Zach dropped a couple days ago. No, Mark, um, you you watched them from your perfectly legal copy of the film you purchased a week ago. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah, I'm watching I'm them sorry, from. I'm, my, I'm, mine I'm had the intro by the director, so I'm okay. So we'll go start from the beginning. So the very first deleted scene of the film is actually an alternate opening where we get a reflection of space on Finn's little hype, uh, Bacta suit healing machine. And it's a fake out of, I guess, I guess it's kind of like a fake out. What do we think of this alternate opening? I like the blockade runner going through. I thought that was a nice touch. It just seems like this was more of a reorganized scene. Then it del- completely deleted because it just kind of rearranged when stuff happened. So, I mean, it for me, which I will be doing Judge Zinger all night to judge whether these should have been deleted or not. I liked it. It doesn't, like, take you to the action right away. And I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, it's just like Empire Strikes Back. I, I, I know I don't... I, I'm trying not to make comparisons to Empire Strikes Back. But, you know, it, that one didn't stop, you know, right away with the action. That one, you know, took its time a little bit. Um... But um, I guess I would I could go with this one, and, and you know the blockade runner uh, scene was also a nice touch as well. One of the things I did like about um, the Last Jedi is we got to see uh, you know a lot of newer vehicles. You know they weren't just like derivatives of like X wings and things like that. So um, you know you seeing the blockade runner that that I feel like it's you know a bit of fan service ish 
Uh, just, just, just to give everybody a heads up, that the, that was a temporary image because if you look at the scenes of the First Order Star Destroyers, they are Imperial, not First yes. Order. It, it's a temp image. That's not what was going to be in the final film. Right. That's what I'm. That, oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. That was not. If, if that if they were going to continue this being, if they actually made this the alternate opening, it would not have been that. It would not okay. have been a, a Galactic Civil War style blockade runner. Gotcha. Well, it would have been cool for them to use it. No. No, would have been cool they, if they did a derivative of that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Nope. Let it was the past derivative. die. Kill it if you have to. But, you know, I liked it. I thought it was all right. I thought it was a little more in-depth than what we got when the movie starts. But movie starting the way it does kind of puts you in the middle of the action. I, I thought the uh, the way it starts is kind of goofy. But the alternate opening, I, I would have been just fine with. I did not like this. I thought it's – I get what they're going for. Um, it start again, like you say, it's a little bit. I don't know. I like the the theatrical opening as opposed to this. I don't need to see all. I don't know. I wasn't thrilled with that. You can keep it. The only thing I thought was interesting is the fact that you do see uh, Billy Lord talking to Poe Dameron, and it's like we need more time. And he's and you obviously see him right before the moments he gets into the X wing and does the thing with the weird rocket booster. I thought that part is adding a little bit more context to that is cool, but I did not need the scene. But I don't get the final ruling on this. We need a judge. Is there? Can somebody help us? Is there a judge here? <clears throat> ah. All right. Yes. Judge Zanger is presiding over the court. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. All right. What is the case for this for this deleted scene? Oh, we already went over the case. Duh. <laughs> All right. Um. With that, my judgment comes to this. It is neat, but in the end, I feel like the way they did originally was better because I feel like this leaves a lot more threads kind of out there of what's going on, where I feel like the original did a much better job of explaining the situation. With that, my judgment stands. <laughs> Deleted. Next scene is a very small sequence. It's maybe, like, I would call it more of an extended sequence. It is Paige in her gunner position and her gun jams. I think it lasts a grand total of maybe 20 seconds, 30 if that. What did we think about Paige's gun jamming? Eh. All that's right. actually the scene that's going over right now with me reviewing these. All right. Mark, can you top meh? Uh, meh. Meh. All right. We have two meh so far. Jim, uh, and, and, and I, I, and I know, I know It didn't meh. do anything for me. I didn't really care. Would you say meh? Oh, meh, for sure. Yeah. Multiple okay. meh. All right, the mess have it. Then I'm sorry, we do not need oh, Judge. Zinger. Nope, 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 nope. Judge Zinger is still presiding. It is my judgment as the judge over this podcast and determining factor of this scene that I say should have been in because there was no way I would have noticed it in or out of the movie. It really had no addition except for adding 20 seconds of runtime. Plus, I think it's weird that the fact you have a laser gun that jams. That doesn't make sense to me. But don't they fire bolts, quote-unquote? Yeah, but at the same time, you never see them them reload a gun in Star Wars. But they jam. They do jam for some reason. Um, There is a scene with, and I know this is really pulling right now, um, there's a scene from the video game where there's one of the scout troopers like banging on the gun because it won't fire. So I'm assuming it jammed. Oh, okay. I, I think I thought maybe. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. I think. Oh, plus, plus when you're playing the games, there's like the the gun can overheat, and if you do a perfect like cool flush. off, it's, yeah. So well, that's okay. the thing. It's maybe you got to flush it plop properly. 
Oh, all right. I'll take that. I'll take that chance. All right. So moving on to Zinger's, okay. Zinger's judgment is the scene stays because it added nothing and took away nothing. It was right. meh. It was meh. All right. Next scene, and this is the definition of an extended scene, is Luke has a moment. It is I would I think it's generous calling this more than ten seconds. Luke I Luke goes in like they I guess Ray and Chewie tell Luke that Han is dead. He goes back into his little cabin, shuts his little X Wing door, and he like glares out like a little peephole until Ray stares stares back at him through the peephole, which I thought was hilarious. And then he like goes over to his table and he's on the brink of tears and it cuts back to Leia on her ship. I saw a tear. Oh, you actually saw a tear. Okay. I, I saw a tear. All right. So thoughts, gentlemen. This is, this is a scene where he's reflecting on, uh, on Han's death, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. Um, I think. Yes, there know, is a tear. I saw been, it roll down. I think it could have been added. It would have added a, a little bit more depth to his character. Um, you know, I think it would have, uh, you know, it would have sodged uh, some of the haters' uh, criticisms of like how, you know, regards to how his character was treated in this movie. Uh, I'm not sure how fully assaged it would be, but you know, I think they would, you know, fans would have loved it. Um, I know I saw this movie several times in theaters, but did he mourn at any point in the movie in the theaters? No. Okay. Then that's why, and that's why I think they got rid of the scenes because they felt that it takes away from him being so callous, especially so early on. Him, Ray, had, Ray getting through to him within like the first couple moments that he's in the film. I think they felt would take away from his thing of just not wanting anything to do with her throughout most of it. Also, I feel like in the movie, if I remember correctly, he just goes, where's Han? Yeah. And I felt like that was, I, I don't know. This, this, this scene's one that, hmm, I don't know. I think the scene could have been put in, but I agree that it doesn't really add anything other than a contemplative moment. And there was a tear zanger. I, I confirmed that on yes. my Yes, 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 there is a tear. But I, I don't think it adds, personally, I think it was a good call to take it out because they do have the Han reference, too. I agree. I, even though I agree with everybody that it should not have been there, I do like the idea of him like peeking through and Ray glaring at him through the little peephole. I, like yeah. I, I, I find that amusing for some reason. All right. All right. Judge Zanger, please rule. I've ruled that this scene should be cut from the movie, but I'd like to imagine that it did happen. We just did not see it, if that makes sense. Because there are deleted mo- deleted scenes in movies that are just cut for time or stuff, but they are assumed to have happened, if that makes any sense. Next scene, Poe giving Finn the jacket that's now been sewn up slightly. I, again, this is another 20, 30-second scene. I, I, wasn't, I didn't really care about this. We, obviously, this, this is the definition of a scene that you cut because it's just uh, it, it's filler, I think. But what did you guys think? Him sewing up the jacket and giving it back to him, it's kind of one of those things. Once again, I feel this is, quote-unquote, something that happened, but we were not shown. And to be honest, I just it's it's a mess scene again. It doesn't add, doesn't take away, aside I from... Agree. I agree. I just don't think it's necessary. I don't... It looks awkward. But it, it is cool that, that he kind of confirms with, with um, Finn that, you know, you're supposed to be here, you know, that stuff. So that's neat, but... In the end, it's kind of... I, I don't think it adds too much to the overall story. It doesn't really add anything or take away anything, so we don't really need it. I know in the film they show the fact that the, the Poe Finn jacket is repaired, 
But in the scene, I noticed it looks like Podin's. It looks like he just stapled it together. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. He just took a ton of uh, high-powered stapler and just went to town. <laughs> so he's not even a he's not even a bad sewer. Then he's just a stapler. Yes. All right. I have a question about the Poe Finn jacket. Uh, Finn is wearing that oh. during the whole Canto Bite sequence, and then when they get on the the ship with the DJ, this is going back to the main film. And then they obviously they sneak on the supremacy and they switch into the first order of disguise. Does that mean that the Poe Finn jacket was left on the supremacy? No, because they took the same ship out of there, right? Looks no. both ways. No. I'm assuming so, unless it will magically appear somehow. So you think so wait, because he they snuck because they, they used that ship and they parked it like in the exhaust port. And then they, because during that whole, like, after... Well, tell you what, why don't we put a pin in this, because there is a deleted scene later on that shows what ship they're in. Yeah, I I know. No, no, not really. Not uh, not during the crate battle. It shows them going to the crate battle, though. Yeah, but but, but it's a different ship, though. I know it's a different ship. Oh, okay. It is a different ship? All right, then. It's a first Um, order. It's a first order, like, Imperial... It's a first order Oh, right, 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 because they break into the thing, and they all get... They get shot at for, like... Yeah, I forgot. My bad. Yes. So I'm guessing the Poe Finn jacket was left on the Supremacy. But it will somehow magically appear in the next movie. Maybe they go back for it, kind of like... Maybe maybe that's the beginning of episode nine. They have to go back for the jacket? Yeah. Well, that's the Han Solo and Carbonite for episode nine. (laughs) So JJ's like, perfect, I've cracked the story. They have to go back and save the jacket. Killing off all the rest of the Resistance to save a jacket. Got it. Exactly, because it's a sweet jacket. (laughs) Um, All right, so then the next scene is... Okay, I'm sorry, Judge Zanger. My judgment on this scene is I don't want it in the movie because I feel like it shows too much growth from Poe too early in the movie and he needs to do his character growth later on. What growth? The fact that he stapled a jacket? No, the fact that he was actually, you know, talking with Finn and thinking about someone other than himself. On what? Okay, at what time in the movie did he have time to staple a jacket together? Think about the events of the film. Like, it ends with him blowing up Starkiller Base. He's got to attach a giant rocket to his ship the next thing we know, he's in his—he's he, in the middle of space, shooting off into the. So I'm uh, assuming the there's at least a week of time here that takes place before they. I don't before... know though, because the whole idea is that the whole thing with uh, Luke and, and Ray takes place immediately. Because think about it, the Force Awakens. It's it's Leia saying, "May the Force be with you, Ray," and they take off. I'm guessing it has to be a matter of hours, like maybe like six hours, maybe. I'd like to think it's a day or two. They had a day or two of time in between. I don't know. That's just obviously some time had to elapse because the whole idea of the Radis being there that wasn't in the well. Well, doesn't uh, Phasma need time to go kill her people who know that she's the one that had stuff to do with the uh, with taking okay. down the shields? Did you read that comic? Does it give any? No, time I did not. That? I did not. But I remember that it happened, and sometimes <laughs> that counts just as much. All right. Until we have a definitive time span, we'll have to move on to the next deleted scene. All right. Next scene. This is another weird scene. Is that uh, Finn is watching all the goings on of the Radis uh, bridge, and he and BBH trying to be silly to get his attention and make him feel better. And then BBH shows him that he was recording the scene where Ray is saying goodbye to Finn when, while he was in a coma at the end of the Force Awakens. I thought it was pretty, uh, a kind of a nice humorous touch. I think it would add a little bit more. Um, yeah, and um, it would have been like, because you see, 
for a good chunk of the movie, you know, uh, Finn was worrying about Ray and stuff, and you know, had not seen any visual of her. All I had was this little, you know, little remote thing that I think it was like a tracker. Um, but you, you never saw it, like him seeing her in a visual form. So I thought, you know, like for a long time in that movie. So I thought that, you know, that was a nice touch. And I think it would have been great. And it would have been a, a good, you know, humorous uh, point to add. Even if some people, you know, some minority in the fan base complain that oh there's too much humor or the humor's not right this and that but in terms of a deleted scene i don't think it adds anything at all uh you know i mean they're aware because we saw the scene itself when it happened during the movie i don't think it adds it personally i don't think it adds anything at all i don't think it's necessary it is my judgment and i'm skipping my opinion because my opinion is my judgment that this scene should be stricken from the record but I want someone to apprehend that droid because it is creepily recording everyone's goings-on, and I don't like that. that. That's a privacy violation. That's a Nixon thing to do. <laughs> is BB-8 even in that scene in The Force Awakens? Is he? I don't even know. I, we got to go back and watch The Force Awakens. and look. I just feel too. like he's sitting in some dark room with cameras around him just recording everyone's conversations when you don't see him now. Prove me wrong, movie. We'll have to wait for episode nine for that. Yes. All right, uh, I agree. I think it's an unnecessary scene, and uh, it's a weird callback to The Force Awakens. So we are moving on. Next scene, this is another small itty-bitty tidbit, is the caretaker glares at Ray. There's a lot of glaring in these deleted scenes. I think it's right. the scene takes place right after Ray has her first like vision with Kylo Ren, and she shoots a hole in, the ca- in one of the, the little huts, and the caretakers are like, like trying to fix it, and one of them's like looking at her, and it like awkwardly glares at her. That is the entire like. It's a ten second scene. Well, there's this. There's also an interaction between it, it and Luke, where Luke well, says slightly. something in their language. Yeah, but like I said, that again, that's like ten seconds, and the glare is like ten seconds. It's it's a, it, it barely qualifies as a scene. I you know what? I think you could lump all these scenes, the deleted scenes related to this village. I don't think they're necessary on any level. I don't think they're needed. I think it just said to the runtime. I think you get enough of what you need. I don't think we needed any of those extra deleted scenes in relations thing of dealing with the villagers and the, and the caretakers, whatever you want to call them. I thought it was just fluff. It reminded me of the, uh, the you know the special editions of the original trilogy where they just added fluff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we talking about the next scene where they're having a little party? Yes, all of it. Oh, I love the party. That's what oh, I would kill for that to be in the film. Why? Because I love her twirling the lightsaber and Chewie and R2-D2 at the... how <laughs> Chewie and R2-D2 got invited to the party, and she had no clue about it. Think about that. At one point in the film, one of the little caretakers went over to Chewie, somehow communicated to him, we want you to come to our party. He did not mention it all to Ray. And they both went there. And for he's like so excited that they're having fish for dinner. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, the whole thing with Luke and the Ray. I just thought it was stupid and fluff. And it didn't add, in my opinion, it added nothing. Oh. That's just my but, opinion. Uh, Jim, uh, Jim, Jim wrote all the caretaker scenes in this. So we're going to do all the, care, all the caretaker scenes right now. Right. So, Jim, what do you think, think of the caretaker? The we're going to talk about them. I don't even think they're worth the time you're going to talk about them. I think it's a <gasps> waste. Oh. 
disagree. I know. At the lobby, Judge Zenger. Judge Zenger, I'm going to need you to be my enforcement. <clears throat> okay, hold on. Wait, wait, Mark, wait, Mark has to put his thoughts in. Mark, what do you think of oh. these scenes? Okay. Uh, as far as the former uh, goes, yeah, it's not necessary. But the latter one, you know, the whole where she runs to that, uh, thinking that there was some danger going on in that little village, but, um, you know, then there was a little party. I'm going to say, yes, I think it should have been added because if you remember that this was going to be like the uh, third trial or something, something number three for Ray, because um, if you remember in the movie, they, you know, Luke is giving these lessons, but we don't actually see all the lessons, and this is one of them. Um, so I think it would have been a, a good touch to add. I, I'm going to be of that, the opinion that, yes, this one should have been there. Well, Mark brings up a good point, too, is that that final moment of that se- of the second sequence is that she goes up to him and kind of has an emotional moment with him, Luke, and says, like, people are dying right now and you're toying with me. And, he, and, he, and she, and she kind of gets through to him there and it sets up her thing with her empathizing with Kylo Ren. There is, there is some character building there and story development. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. As that's what I, that's what I thought as well. That there's there's more depth being added, uh, more dynamic being added to their relationship there. Yeah, I I think there is something there. Like yes, I, I get what Jim's saying. He doesn't want to see the little the little Muppets run around and do their thing. You know, I love the Muppets. I I love little Muppets running around in a Star Wars movie. Oh yeah. But I I get Jim's complaint with that though. But I do think there is in, there's a story. There's an important part of the story involved with this. But we don't get the final say on this. Judge Zanger? Oh, he's drinking right now. Excuse me. Apparently you can drink in this courtroom. <clears throat> it is my judgment that this scene... We're lumping both scenes together, right? Yes. It's a two-for-one package. All right. My judgment is that the first scene should hereby be added to the movie because I love the glare and I love that part. And also it has a porg in it. Even <laughs> though I think that's part of the original part of the movie. As for the caretaker's quote-unquote raid of the village, that one's a little bit harder because it's this weird moment with Luke where he's being humorous and everything like that. And it just kind of takes him out of his stoic, you know, character, even though, you know, he does that thing with the leaf and whatnot. I I don't know. It's just, I feel it's a weird scene. So I'm going to say first part of it, yes. Second part, I don't know. It's an up in the air one. Some judge you, you are. Got to make a decision. That's not allowed. First part's fine. Second part, no. It's too weird, and it goes too out there with Luke's character. I feel. Appeal. Appeal. All right. State no. your argument for the uh, for the judge. All right. I, I I already said it already, but I'm gonna repeat myself in a different way. Is that beyond? I, again, I concede the parts with the Muppets. The like I said, you know, I love the idea of Chewie being invited to a party and not telling Ray. And then her like twirling the lightsaber around. There is this important part where Ray like Ray reintroduces the dramatic stakes of where going on, like what's going on. She's not coming back to Luke solely just because he's legendary man. She's coming back to him because he will serve a purpose for the resistance. They do need a beacon of light. They do need the spark that will burn the first order down. And he's just at this point toying with her and trying to put off his own misery by dumping it on her. And by doing, behaving the way he's behaving, where he is toying with her, he's slowly pushing her toward the Kylo Ren sort of the spectrum. But I, again, again, 
it, it doesn't add anything. You're already getting all those in different spots in this whole thing. You get, you get his broodingness and his and his, his tortured soul. I have made my judgment now. While having the Muppets in this in this scene is interesting and fun, and giving Chewie something to do is also equally entertaining. I strike it from the record. So the ruling stands. The ruling stands. I feel vindicated. I feel vindicated. <laughs> Good. Mark, he comes know. from the nether realm of the Force, sir. You cannot argue with that. No. If I'm not good, he's going to burn it. He's going to light my tree on fire. Dang straight. <laughs> right, right, Jim? You have the power to light trees on fire now. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this next scene, I have a feeling it's going to be unanimous in one direction. The extended Fafir chase sequence. I am a. I am probably one of four people on this earth that actually like the Canto Bite sequence. But this extended sequence drags on horribly long. I, I don't even think you need to talk about it. I think it's it's about fifteen minutes too long. It's just, oh, it's not part of the thing I watch, so I am striking it from the record. <laughs> so everything is just put. So everything from this oh, point you know on. What, no, there's saved, there's still more stuff that I've seen. It's just that apparent. You know what? You saved yourself. How? Oh, okay. Because it was that none. Oh God. It just None. keeps going and going and going and going. It, it's it's not very. Uh, doesn't really add much to the you know to the scene there to the whole canceled light sequence. Besides monotony, <laughs> besides monotony, it's horrible. Yeah, and I was just about to say, I'm surprised they didn't have that much Canto bite stuff cut. And apparently, the the thing I watched did not feature that scene. So. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was just too excellent. I mean, I, I I like how you know at the uh, towards the end of the scene, like how actually you know they got to that grassy area, like there was a bit of challenge to get there. Yeah, you know, pretty much running uh, around like a cliff or so, like on the edges of a cliff uh, that kind of winds around it. Um, I did, you know, I thought that was neat, but overall, it's not that necessary. Next scene, DJ. Rose and Finn sneak onto this premise and they're in their first order disguises. And it is a different sequence than what happens in the film where it shows them going through like a, I don't even know how to describe this. It's kind of like a, a lobby or kind of like an office room. Cause it's like, there's like so much commotion going on. And as there they're walking, a vacation center or a call center. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It comes across like, 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 a, like an office. There's like, it's all this like commotion. It's like, like almost like a, Oh, God, um, I can't think of the word for it, but like, it's the stock trading room almost. It's like all this stuff. It's like people yelling stuff. And as they're walking across this room, it looks like a ISB officer like notices, like, plus BB9E is there as well. Yeah, notices that's what that I thought, too. That's the way I took it. Yeah, and, and they're being an ISB officer notices them. And it's like, hey, hey, in, in a painfully unfunny sequence, Flynn is like repeatedly pushing the elevator like door closed button. And obviously, it closes at the exact right moment. And then, as the elevator moves, everyone sighs a breath of uh, eh, breathes a sigh of relief. And then, four stormtroopers walk in right behind them. And I'm not sure if you guys picked up on this, but this was the cameo by Tom Hardy. Yeah. Apparently, Tom Hardy is the stormtrooper that talks to Finn, saying, "Hey, FM two one eight seven, you got promoted. Good for you, son." And that's the entire bit. And what did we think of this? See, I, I think, you know, 
they could have added this scene uh, to explain more of like how they get through it, but they just changing that you know that bit that dialogue uh, because I think that would have been a plot hole, um, being that you know it was already exposed in the Force Awakens that you know that FN twenty one eighty seven you know was a tr- you know betrayed the First Order and joined the Resistance. I don't that, think well, all the, I don't think all the stormtroopers knew that though. I, I don't know. It, it's so hard to really not. I, I find it hard to 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 you know not think that that others oh, would not have known about this. Oh, um, they wouldn't have advertised that. There's no way in the world they'd advertise that. No way. What makes you say? What makes you say that? The Imperials are not going to let. I mean, the First Order people are just like the Imperials. They're not going to let someone know that one of their own defected to the thing. They're not going to volunteer that information. They're not going to tell them anything. Well, they would say they would at least say that he defected, but they wouldn't say he. Defected. No, they would not. They would not say it at all. Only that would be a need to know basis, and some stupid stormtrooper who worked with him a long time ago wouldn't have any damn idea. Oh man, we, we might not even need Judge Zenger for this. We have Judge Jim. <laughs> Where's your uh, hammer, Jim? My, I, don't, I don't have one as cool as his. Believe me, <laughs> I don't have. One. But I do have. But mine's not. Mine is a. Uh, here we go. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> this is the Hammer Podcast, folks. We just bang hammers for yeah. two hours. That is, a, uh, that is a gavel made from a tree that Ter- Harry Truman planted at a, a Masonic Lodge. Ooh. Illuminati confirmed. Yep, got it. <laughs> I think it's but yeah, I, I, I don't think, I think, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with the scene in there. But again, I don't think it. In terms of runtime, I don't necessarily think it's netted. Not that you guys wanted to hear that anyway from me, but there you go. I, I think it's fair to say that on this podcast, it's now hammer time. Stop hammer time! Oh, oh. Um, no, I agree with Jim. Um, I, you know, I do like the part where he's trying to like Finn's trying to fix Rose's hair, and he's like trying to like fix out her like her curls. He's like just slowly like like, fl- like fluffing them down. It does nothing. It's just silly. It's kind of like Ray glaring at Luke. It's a small scene. It's a very small moment, but I thought it was funny. Um, I think you could lose the entire part of them like going across the the call center, as Jim described it. Right, I agree. I, I think you could you keep the scene from the actual theatrical cut where it shows them like walking to the elevator in the theatrical cut, and you like in BB nineties like on the ledge and sees them, and you get into they get into an elevator in that scene. I think you keep that the way it is. Then you add in the Tom Hardy Stormtrooper, and, and you and you cut it down by like maybe thirty seconds because I agree. Tra- that that I Stormtrooper agree. talks way too much, so it's like just trim trim his dialogue a little bit because it's a little too drawn out. Because it's like oh, like Rose is grabbing her blaster, and then like DJ grabs her hand, and it's like oh my lord, this is so drawn out. It's like just just condense, condense. You know, um, I but, agree. Thank you. Um, okay, but I do not get to make these decisions. I now defer to the powers that be. Uh, my judgment is what your guys' is, is for this one. You've made a good enough argument. Ooh, in other words, Zenger did not watch this. Yes, this was not part of the scenes I got to watch. Uh, and to me, it sounds kind of just actually, like a meh thing. You know what? I'd watch it. It's a good scene. All right. But nowhere near as good as the Fothier extended sequence that lasts three hours. <laughs> All right. No, that, that joke landed with a thud. Yes, uh, it did. Scene. Good God, it, was, it did. Okay, next scene. Rose bites Hux's the hand that hand. feeds. 
uh, that uh, there's there's literally nothing more. She literally just bites. It's not even like she nips his hand. She like legitimately bites his hand. It's a weird scene. Hmm. This is a hard one to really. If I may, Judge Zanger. This scene confirms what we have established earlier that the jacket in question is actually in the possession of one DJ. He flies away on the ship. Exactly. So by that purpose, even though that scene was part of the original movie, I deem this scene, they're already going to be executed. This just kind of emphasizes it. It's weird. Jim, do you think it's a weird scene? You know, I think it just added, I think it it created more animosity. You know, I'm I'm not a a fan of Hux anyway, so anything that tortures him, I'm kind of, I'm okay with. But yeah, it was, but it, you know, it just kind of, you know, he was taunting her and he, he got what he deserved, but yeah, I don't think it, it it needs anything. I don't think it needs to be in the movie at all. All right. Yeah, I think it was pretty unnecessary. Um, yeah, it didn't really add anything to it. It was just it, it, it did add some weirdness and some awkwardness, but that was about it. Okay, and here comes probably the biggest and the most important deleted scene, and the one that was easily the most hyped up prior to the all the deleted scenes being dumped was the alternate. They're calling it the alternate Phasma death. I don't know where to begin with this, so I'm going to let somebody... Mark, do you want to explain this? Or Jim, do you want to explain it? I, The scene, I like it because it fleshes out some things. I thought in the theatrical cut, uh, Phasma went out like a punk. I thought all the hype they did with that character, and this is the way it goes down. Shouldn't have even had the stupid character in the movies. Waste of time and energy. But I thought that scene added a little bit more because... It showed continued antagonism between the two characters, but then it showed the stormtroopers kind of going, hey, now wait a second. That was my take on it. I thought it could easily have been added. I didn't have a problem with it. I think it it should have been done this. They should have added it um, because it adds more depth to her character. You know, lots of people uh, were saying, oh, you know, like like Jim saying, you know, turns out to be an unnecessary character. But if you add that, it would have fleshed her out more, and you know, we wouldn't be having these thoughts. Um, you know, you add, you know, there's that dialogue that um, Finn says about, you know, that she was the one that put down the deflector shield at Star Killer Base. You know, literally confronting her about that. You know, to you know, because she wants he wants to uh, show to you know his her subordinates how she isn't this badass that you know. She has made herself out to be, you know, among the ranks. So, you know, and then, she's you know, pretty she, badass. she wipes them all out. I was yeah. pretty that spot of it. But I, I, uh, I like the scene. I think it should have stayed or at least some of it. Yeah, I agree. It should have stayed, uh, you know, would have fleshed out some more of her instead of just, you know, this battle with not a whole lot of chemistry going on, except knowing that they have history, but. Adding that would have been would have been would have added more weight. People would have cared more about the character for a Phasma. That's just me though, but I'm sure some of y'all have similar thoughts. I well, I have an interesting perspective on this scene. I think this scene was meant to be a continuation of what we see in the theatrical cut because if you notice in the film, Phasma knocks Finn over like the elevator shaft or whatever it is. And then he whacks her across the head with the stun baton. And obviously it damages part of her helmet so you can her eye is exposed. And then if you look at the deleted scene, 
her her helmet's already damaged. I'm thinking this was meant to be a continuation of that of that scene, where the theatrical cut just obviously it deleted the whole sequence. Where it was actually was they were actually gonna kill Phasma off, and I think for whatever reason he was told not to do that. I th- I think that's I think you, if you add it in and extend that scene, that's even better. I like it. I think it was probably meant to be a continuation. It just just feels that way. That it was meant to be. It was meant to be an extended sequence of what we saw in theaters, and I would have been perfectly fine with that too. You know, that would have been actually I would have preferred that. <clears throat> It is hereby in my court that I say that this scene should have been part of the movie. I enjoy it a lot more than the original. I think it gives more character depth to a underrated, underappreciated, underdeveloped character. And I kind of like that when she gets called out, she immediately kills anyone who witnessed it and then proceeds to try to kill Finn. So I enjoy this. I feel it's more satisfying end to her than her just being like, oh, no, the floor gave way. Ah, bye. Totally agree. Part of the movie. And I'm not just saying my opinion on this just because I have a couple of Phasma figures and I want their value to go up in the future. <laughs> That's oddly specific. <laughs> Mark's like, I have a yeah. stake in this. I have toys that I need to appreciate and value there in the coming years. Next scene. Rose and Finn go to where they belong. This is Pointless. Another... Yes, this is a very Pointless, scene. Pointless, great. Don't even need it. Wasted time. Wait, wait, wait. It, it's... It's just them being like, we're going back to the Rebels, right? We are. What a waste of time. I don't remember this one. Um, what ship are they That's in? the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think Jim shut you down, Mark. I, I think Jim's not even letting us right, continue d- on. D- duly noted, Jim. Duly noted. <laughs> uh, if, I, yeah, I if it was really that important, I would have remembered it. You're right. In the last... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. No, you're good. Hey, yeah, you, 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 you got your point across. That is true. All right. And the very last sequence is um, during when the Luke is being shot at, or the projection of Luke is being shot at by all the walkers, right? Nope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even get to. Ex- what do you no. like, Jim? Now we don't get to explain. I, no. This is a pointless scene. Nothing. I have. It does nothing. No, me. it's not pointless. I will give it this. It would have broken up an intense moment with comedy, and this movie had already been called out enough for that. Leaving the scene in, I think, would have added more controversy because, to me, it, it, whatever. It, it's it's just it, it, it. There was a very tense scene that already had that you know comedic moment of him dusting off his shoulder. Adding this, I feel, to cause more controversy to the scene. Well, and I don't think it added. I don't think it added. Anything. No, it, 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 there, there was a net. Neg, there, there was actually a negative effect of this being in the movie, right. in my opinion. I agree with that. I, I, I can go that even that far with it too, Zanger. I agree. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, you, and I, I are being, you and I are being shut out of this episode. Uh, we, need, I, I, we need to get our own hammers. Uh, <laughs> I ain't got a hammer. I, I've got my wallet here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that works. Actually, I do have a hammer. It's in my toolbox, not too far away from me. Uh, oh, why don't you get the new Stormbreaker hammer from the um, more, Infinity War? You, oh. you can borrow my gavel. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this this scene itself, yeah, I don't think it was necessary. I, I think it would have taken away from the drama that was happening. I, I get what they were. I, I get what they were going for, but I don't really think the humor needed to be added there. I, I agree. It breaks up. I, I love the Luke sequence, and that moment breaks breaks the tension. So, it, I agree with Judge Zanger. It must be excised from the film. 
Yeah. And that and that is it for deleted scenes. We have discussed all the deleted scenes. So that's like record time for us. <laughs> unbelievable. That is absolutely earth shattering, unbelievable. Good job, yes. guys. We did under forty five minutes. We can all go home. Yay! But now yeah, we're gonna talk about other yeah. stuff, right? What are we gonna what talk about? I don't know the development with the fact that they're changing that they change the um does solo have a blaster or not poster thing did anyone else oh, see that yeah oh my god I don't even want to talk don't get me it's just absolutely ridiculous all right good let's move on to the next topic <laughs> we're just, we're, we're just gonna bullet point all of these real quick quick let me get out my notes of all the episodes i have planned for the next like seven weeks let's burn through all of them in the span of like 15 minutes where's my gavel where's my gavel where's the gavel? okay quick what are our thoughts on the star wars micro series good all right next (laughs) (laughs) net positive boom bang there we go no going back to the thing with the guns they're removing the guns i haven't seen them do that with any of the american posters though or the u.s um i know they've done that on the international posters his face looks weird in either of those posters, though. It just makes it, it's just, I'm like, this is worse somehow. I don't know why, but for some reason, them just removing the gun. Worse, Sanger, it gets worse, right? Just do you think it can't get worse, it gets worse. Yeah, because I'm like, his face looks weird. Oh, they removed the gun. Okay, it looks even weirder now, and now I notice it went to the se- in the poster where he does have the gun. So now it's just awkward and weird all rolled into one. Well, okay, Perfect. not to get too far into this, though, but Jim, we haven't heard your thoughts. What are your thoughts on the solo trailer? All this, you know what? It, it again. All right, I go back <laughs> long ways. I've I, I've read a lot of the original books, and uh, you know, the trailer's good. I enjoy the trailer. I enjoy their, the the character building they're doing, and I I enjoy. But I just see them destroying what I grew up on. <laughs> I just see them absolutely destroying it, and you know, it just. I'll go to the movie. In fact, I'll be with the 500 first. I'll be at one of the movie theaters, I'm sure, in it. And I'll enjoy the movie and everything, but, you know, I don't know. It's Wait, So what you're saying, Jim, is hashtag not my solo. Right, because there's, you know, there's books that have been out that I've read and I, I think are decent, and then I think they're just destroying everything myself. But we'll have to see how it plays. So in your opinion, would the best thing for this movie be if they don't focus on Solo as a character and have it just be him? He's the audience kind of viewpoint for the for the adventure that happens which in my opinion by the way is the best possible way they could do this movie to i think make everyone happy well i I think they have a this is the rogue one they managed to pull out of the fire in my opinion but this one i don't know with the rewrites and the re-editing and the new ever i I would i just don't know if it's gonna pull off all right i just don't know i I, i'm scared Well, that's encouraging. Yeah, you know, I gotta be honest. Um, I didn't hear about this issue with the whole blaster thing. It oh, just came it's it's it just came up. Plus, it's it's also on the heels of them, you know, totally stealing the posters from um, Sony Records. That one I did hear about. You know about that. I think we already um, discussed that though. So yeah, yeah, we lightly touched upon that. Okay, yeah, like I said, the guns thing doesn't bother me. The film, like I think, the film is still um, up in the air. Uh, I think it's kind of amazing that we don't have another trailer already, because usually you get a trailer two months before the release date, or or they're going to save it for a Wookiee weekend come April. I'm, I guess that's the only time we're going to be getting Dang anything. It, that's a thing. Yes, Wookiee weekend. Is, but they changed the date now. Now they, I think they've unofficially moved it from like April 20th to April 13th. 
I don't know. That, that That's a thing, though. Um, let's see. What else is there? What else is going on? Um, I have been called out. I have been singled out. And now it is time for me to face, I guess, my judgment on what did I do wrong on calling Spider-Man a garbage movie? Oh, do we really want to get into that right now? I, you're the one that's going to edit this, so by no, all means. No, I don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. If you want to, if you want to do the end credits, you're welcome to do the end credits and then have it out. I'm fine with that too. <laughs> no, no, no. We can save this for later. I'm just saying you, you, you have some strong opinions apparently that. I have strong I, opinions, I, but okay, okay. How am I going to sit there do this? Okay, I'll tie this because I have an announcement I want to make. I oh, it's, okay. This, it's, this it's is going to tie. Okay, first I'm gonna I'm gonna tie into my opinions on Spider-Man Three, and now I'm gonna segue into my announcement. Um, okay, Spider-Man Three. This is the Knights of Vader segment we call Zang That, where we discuss what recently happened on Zang This, but by recently we mean roughly two weeks ago by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. Uh, on a recent by the way, go listen to, um, go listen to the episode. Yes, go listen to the Zang This episode about Spider-Man 3, where they pretty much just crap on it for... Um, we were hour. trying to be positive. Uh-huh. The only positive thing in that entire episode is the fact that you like the fact you can hear the teeth being removed from his mouth in the Blu-ray. That's the only <laughs> positive thing. And Bruce Campbell was in it. Yes, and Bruce, Bruce Campbell is in Mater Day. Um, no, Spider-Man 3 is a fine movie. It's Ironically, it's the fourth best Spider-Man film. I don't think you'll argue with me on that, will you? Fourth best. Yeah, that oddly does work. See, I told you, Rock. You and I are on the same page. It, no, I'm like, I'm like, let, let me see how I can organize. Nope, nope. It still would end up fourth, no matter how you it, sort it's of. It's either the fourth best Spider-Man film or the third worst one. That <laughs> there's no argument there. That is that is flawless logic. See, I still I still think it's the weakest of the because range you trilogy. either you either rank Homecoming in the top half. Or you randomly put one of the Amazing Spider-Mans in the top. I don't... Oh, no. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the greatest film ever made. In, in the history of cinema, there is no greater film than the Amazing Spider-Man 2. I really and, want to keep this hammer intact. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is fabulous because of how wonky it is. I, I've, got, I've got a confession. You know, I tried I, to I, go at Spider-Man 3 with that. Sorry to interrupt, Mark. I tried to go with how wonky it was. And I did appreciate how just weird it got. Oh, it's, it doesn't hold a candle to Amazing Spider-Man 2. I've, I've got a confession to make. Uh, I've, I've never seen the two Amazing Spider-Man movies. I have not seen, as I explained in the episode, I've not seen it from point from point A to point Z. I've never watched it in its entirety, but I've watched enough of it. You are missing out. It is I, I, a right fabulously there, we Gonzo own it. film. We own it. I just have to put it in. I've seen the Sam Raimi uh, trilogy. Yes, and that's what we're Singer, discussing. How many movies do you own that you've never watched? I'd hate to say it does go into the double digits. Oh. That, that, that should be a crime, right, Jim? It Have should. But on the same factor, me and Ellie do buy movies together. So there's ones that she wants that... Like, she wanted both of the um, Amazing Spider-Man movies. I had no interest and or care. There's my argument for that. Did you get to watch Justice League yet? Uh, I own it. I will be watching it probably this week. I'm going to tie this into my announcement now. So drum roll, please. By the time that everybody's hearing this. Thank you. By the time everyone's hearing this, I will have a new podcast out. I have what? another. Yes, I have another podcasting venture. And Zenger's gonna, it's something that Zenger's been absolutely fascinated about me. Mark, not so much. And I think Jim might appreciate it. It's called Cinemodities, where I talk about with a high school friend 
we rekindled our friendship. It's a podcast where we talk about cinematic oddities, about any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off-kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel, but most times, they crash hard into, rel- into the realm of obscurity. We basically delve into the cult classic swamp, and we talk about so many weird movies and why they should be added to the late-night movie canon. And we've already recorded four episodes. We've recorded five episodes. And we're doing a current series on the films of Dean Norris, who has the most shockingly fabulous filmography I've ever seen before. But you're going to love... I'm going to give everybody a teaser to what our first four episodes are. Hopefully they're out by the time everyone's hearing this. Our first episode is... Drum roll, please. The most miserable film in human existence, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Misery. Number two is, thank you, Fantastic Planet, which is a foreign animated film, which is very wonky. And the third one we did is the visual album of Frank Ocean Endless. I did not pick that. I don't. I did not know what it was. I still now have a very loose understanding of what it is. All I know is the staircase involved. And you're going to absolutely love my fourth film. Drum roll, please. No. Oh. <laughs> Star Wars The Clone Wars 2008. Oh, yeah. Good deal. Oh, yeah. The greatest film of all time. I think you've said that a few times already tonight. Yes. The Clone I Wars will the listen with a blood pressure monitor on me because I feel like... Because um, me, behind the scenes stuff, when me and Zach discuss movies, there's always this weird moment where I'm like, this is the worst movie ever. And then I count... Three, two, one. <laughs> Response comes through. That's the best thing I've ever seen. Yes. I'm like, how? How does this happen? Why am I, I here? How did I get on this path? I have an insane taste in movies. And it's worth noting that for our fifth film, we discussed The Book of Henry. And I actually had to make a plea as to why it needed to be in the late Wait, night isn't movie that that camp. one that you described the entire plot to <laughs> us and I sat here like trying not to stab myself? Yes, but the problem is that, that episode never got released because that was when we were waiting for the the title of that episode. It was edited, waited to be, it was in the queue to be released. Uh, fun fact for our audience: we had an episode ready to go out the week the Han Solo trailer came out, except it was titled "Waiting for the Han Solo Trailer to Drop." <laughs> oh and yeah, entire, that one. And the entire episode was ninety minutes of us saying, "Damn it, when is this trailer coming out? We have nothing to talk about." And the episode basically got scrapped. It's it's fully edited on my computer. And in that episode, I spent 30 minutes detailing the Colin Trevorrow uh, cinematic failure known as The Book of Henry, but is a uh, late-night cinematic treasure. But that is our fifth film. And my co-host, Rob, he thinks the movie's insane, but does not appreciate it to the level I appreciate it. And I make a play. But anyway, though, I want to say that all two of you are welcomed on the podcast. Jim and Mark, you are welcomed anytime you'd like. Zenger is only welcomed welcomed on to discuss the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Um, that, oh man, he has, the, that, he has that one invitation. That's it. He's not allowed on. It's Amazing Spider-Man Two or bust. Well, for 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 anyone waiting to hear my opinion on that one, um, don't hold your breath. You will die. <laughs> but just I know Jim's gonna like this. Um, we do eventually want to discuss the Black Hole, which I think is one of oh, Jim's yeah! all-time favorite films. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so Jim might have to come on for that episode, because I think Jim has an infinite better understanding of that film than I can ever hope to. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's due for a remake. 
Every, that's my announcement, everyone. I have a new podcast called Cinemondies. Thank you, thank you. And the fun thing is that because of our, our cool. April Fool's episode coming out on a Sunday, if that actually um, happens, um, I don't want, obviously, it's going to be very hard to record an April 5th episode. So our April 5th episode is going to be the Cinemondies episode of The Clone Wars, um, heavily censored because there is a lot of cursing in that episode. A shocking <laughs> amount of cursing in it. So... <gasps> So there you go. So if, if Talk, approximately watch, the same amount of cursing that is done when you force Zinger to watch Attack the Clones. No, Zinger doesn't hate anything as much as uh, I don't know. What do you prefer, Attack of the Clones or the Clone Wars movie? The Clone Wars movie I would watch over um, Attack of the Clones. Really? Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I've established that before that I don't mind the Attack. I mean, the Clone Wars series that much. Okay. I just no, prefer. No, the, the movie, Karen. not the series. The oh movie. no, I don't mind the movie, either. I went to get, I saw it in theaters. I walked out of it going, huh, "That was a thing." <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. But no, going back to a point that was made on Zeng this about Spider-Man Three and the upcoming Venom film, they say, "Oh, we hope they're going to do well with Venom." No, I, I think I forget who it was. I, it might have been your your guest host. Who was that? Toby. David or? Luzader. Okay, David. That'd be David Luzader. Okay, excuse me. Um, David said that. He's like, oh, people are like, like, he's like, I don't want to predict this is going to be another like mid 2000s Marvel film. And I'm like, I want it to be a mid 2000s Marvel film. Please give me an Electra. I want a, an Electra made in 2018 so badly. Like, there's rumors going around right now that like Venom is not in the movie. I would love for them to make a Venom movie. And like, if he, I'm not sure, have you guys seen the teaser poster? It's just his eyes, isn't it? Exactly, it's the Venomize. I would nothing would make me happier than them making a Venom movie, and there literally being no Venom in it outside maybe the last five minutes of the film. Nothing would make. I would love to see another Fant Four stick more than I'm more excited for that than I am for like Infinity War. I want to see a train wreck unfold before my eye. Some men aren't looking for anything logical like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Dead silence. I, I don't I know, know how, how to. I don't know is, how is to it, respond. You, is there you a trailer lost, out? You lost me way back about ten minutes ago. Are we still on? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Is that right. is there is there a trailer out for that movie? Yet? Yes, there mm-hmm. is. Yes. But um, which movie? I'm My so... God, they've been all over the board. Which one are you talking about? Mark? Venom. Venom. Yeah, I'm talking about Venom. Um, hey, guess what? I'm going to spoil it for you real quick. Excluding like one or two frames, you wouldn't even know it was a Venom movie. That's probably why I cannot Yeah, exactly. Because... You can't place it because you're like, oh, it's that Tom it Hardy was, movie. It was in front of Black Panther, Marks. Considering that you saw that, you probably saw the trailer for Venom. Oh, yeah, I did see, I did see uh, Black Panther. I don't okay, think it was in front of mine. Okay, it doesn't have to be. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at KOV Podcast. Check out SkywardFunSupply.com for all your toy needs. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you are currently listening to us on. We are now on Tuned In. On yeah, top tune, of the, tune In. Sorry, Tune In. It's Tune, tune In. in. Yes. On top of the uh, like six other platforms that we're on. For questions, yes. comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Rogue Knight, K-N-I-T-E. Where can people find you guys? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at MarkFanPatriot. 
Jim, uh, Twitter, uh, at JT Star Destroyer. And you can find me, Zinger, saying, this was the worst episode ever. Delete. All right, oh, folks, also, you can find me on my new podcast, Porg This. Um, it's where we discuss every scene in Star Wars that the Porgs were in. Because uh, Zach cannot have as many podcasts as I do. Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we created an arms race in the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be terrible. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Night. Night.